Welcome to Looking Ahead to Better Days. I am Chris here with my badass motherfucking co-host Ryan and our special guest Demarcus. He is back. We always love having Demarcus hey. on the show. Welcome back, Demarcus. What's up, everybody? <laughs> Thanks for having me. I love being back here. Hey, it, always a pleasure to have time. you here. Always. Yeah. <laughs> yeah we had a, a we new had a, format. I love what you've done with the place. It's yeah. Cool. Right. <laughs> uh, really nice. I painted the walls, if you can see. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> wonderful so um we have just such a fully packed show for you today Ooh. there's so it's it's been a fucking two weeks man let me tell you what um for sure and you know we we america, america that's yeah right <laughs> it, it's it is peak america it is is just you can't fucking Let's, let, let, let's talk about the moderately fun topic. So the reason that DeMarcus is back on the show is because me and him were going back, not really back yeah. and forth, I don't think we've ever argued about fucking anything, um, no. but like talking about <laughs> Mitt Romney, right? And oh. <laughs> a, a while back when Mitt Romney voted um, for impeachment and I was like, ah, well, you know, fucking this guy, he's, yeah, he's, he's going against the grain. And DeMarcus was like, fuck that, this is yeah. why long and he changed my mind so Mitt Romney go yeah (laughs) so I um I want to make it clear like I am not like this ultra partisan uh person who just doesn't listen to people who have differing opinions I think I want to make that clear because I think that's that's, dude you are do you do that yeah fucking would let me tell you what you you have (laughs) real conversations with people and you always back shit up with facts so yeah Uh, so just to, to set the premise, like I'm coming from a place of what I learned about integrity and doing the right thing and having moral courage. It's something that comes from my background um, at, the, at the Naval Academy, something that's instilled in us as, as officers in the, in the Marine Corps. And uh, those sort of guide my, my thought processes. And so when I see someone like Mitt Romney, who is pretty powerful, um, he's got a lot of influence. He's a senator. He ran um, for president. He mm. ran for president and Once I the leader of the GOP. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I often So he's not struggle. like a Jeff Sessions or anything. No. He's, yeah, yeah, no. He's like a prominent dude. And what I struggle with though is a couple things. One, how much praise he gets for doing the bare minimum when it comes to the exact things that Democrats do on a daily basis when it comes to criticizing the wrongdoing in the Trump administration. Democrats can scream, they can call foul, they can point out the truth. But the minute Mitt Romney does it, it is like profiles and courage. Oh my gosh, he is going to save the Republican Party. He is such an honorable man. And I just don't buy that because oftentimes it's just lip service. And I have a hunch, and I don't have proof for this, but it's just my own personal take on it. I think Mitt Romney Down. is like a a decoy. Um, he he soothes people's 
um, incessant need to not be partisan. And so um, they look for, you know, ways to give the GOP credit that they don't deserve. And all the while, Mitt Romney is voting 80% with Trump. He's voting exactly what the GOP agenda calls for. Um, But he says a couple of vaguely sort of veiled things um, in opposition to to Trump once in a while. And I just... Mm -hmm. I just don't think that um, that is really courageous. I think that's cowardly. And show me Mitt Romney demanding a press conference, um, you know, at the at the Senate, uh, at the state capitol with CNN cameras and MSNBC cameras and Fox News cameras and saying, hey, goddammit, Trump is a terrible person. Uh, I, I don't stand for this in this party. Um, this is the corruption that he's, you know, a part of that, that to me, that's courage. That's yeah. when you got some balls. I think a lot so. of that is just people lashing on to, uh, to uh, the hope that there might be more reasonableness on the other side than there actually is. Um, and, you know, you certainly can say that, you know, certainly not every Republican is going to be an alt-right fool like a Donald Trump. And there's sure. probably a lot of people who, Actually, a very large part, proportion of them that probably look like Romney, who are, you know, sure. maybe a little more reasonable in certain regards. But, yeah, you, mm-hmm. you can't, you know, you can't lash on to that hope that suddenly there's going to be a, aha, they're going to have this yeah. reasonable oh, moment. This guy is they're not. They, they, people yeah. underestimate Republicans are loyal they are loyal to anything it's loyal it's party before country i say this about the republicans if if they were if they were a principled conservative party it'd be one thing i could respect that because i can disagree with you on certain things but if you're principled and stay true to your principles about certain things all right we can disagree but it's the that's not what they are there's no, I can't. I can't respect them. So they're the string quartet going down on the Titanic, trying to sue the American people while they drown mm-hmm. too. Mm-hmm. Right? Sure. Bare, Absolutely. Uh, Mitt Romney does the bare minimum. He wipes his ass, but he doesn't shower later. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right? So he stays I, dirty. I, I agree. I don't even think he does the bare minimum. Um, even I, I'm correct my statement. I think he just says things that maybe sound nice to give mm-hmm. people like a false sense that he is decent. Um, but all the while his actions don't back it up. I remember when he first um, came into the Senate, he wrote this giant op-ed and it got all this, you know, attention because it was critical mm-hmm. uh, of Trump, but he hasn't denounced Trump. He's voted for the judges. He's voted for the agenda. Um, and I believe he, he, voted, he likes uh, he likes the policy. He just doesn't like how blatant and in your exactly. face. Well, I, I believe he just doesn't he, like the style. He voted yes. for uh, what's his face? Ratcliffe, Ratcliffe, Ratcliffe for, yeah. uh, for DNI. Like mm-hmm. you know, that's the, it's it's the maybe I'm going to run for president and maybe I'm not. So I'm going to kind yeah. of stay in the good graces. I'm going <laughs> to like <laughs> I'm the be... waters <laughs> of how this all turns out. And if I can sort of present a reasonable Mm -hmm. uh you know half in half out persona maybe there's a chance that when this is all over i can claim plausible deniability that hey i called out trump i stood up for what was right i voted uh for one article of the two of impeachment which i think is absolute bullshit there's two articles of impeachment one was obstruction of congress the other one was what was it um i'm losing it uh, the other article. Use of power. 
Yeah, abuse of power. So he yes. votes guilty on abuse of power, but not guilty on obstruction of Congress. And those two things play hand in hand for this specific case. And I just, I, I don't know. I got dragged obviously on, on Twitter. A lot of people come for me, but uh, <laughs> yeah, it, it's always fun I, for I, us I to watch that go down. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like when Paul Ryan was talking about um, some, something that Trump said, Oh, it was something Trump said something stupid. And Paul Ryan came out and said, Oh, I think that's a textbook example of racism. And everybody went out. Ooh, Paul Ryan is all of a sudden some great. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he understands. And it's like, no, you listen to that and it was, he got kind of cornered in public. It was kind of a reluctant thing. It's like, yeah. it is more like a, I can't believe I have to say this, sure. you know, it's like, no, sure. you kind of need to say this yeah, when okay. it's like, when and more importantly, shit is it's, bad. It's, yeah. it's what you do about it. It's not what you say so much mm -hmm. as what you do afterwards. And, um, the impeachment vote with, with Romney, I mean, that was such a symbolic vote to me. Like, you knew most of the party wasn't going to vote to impeach the president. So you can get away with voting yes for one article and look like the fucking guy. It was the guy. run for president vote. They didn't yeah. know if he was going to, if Trump was going to make it. They didn't know how shit was going to go down. They, he's unpredictable, obviously. Um, so you know, he, you, he's a wild card. You have Romney. Yeah. Do that is pure politics, plain and simple. Don't kiss his ass. Really yeah. don't. They, you, he's, it's not even, like you said, it's not even the bare minimum. You know, he yeah. is, uh, to go back to the Titanic analogy, um, I didn't even watch that movie recently. I don't know where these are coming from. <laughs> <laughs> like, well, we've the, hit an iceberg recently. Yeah, so. we did. <laughs> We're getting to that. We're getting to that shit. And, but he's he's the builder of the ship that jumps on the boat and takes a spot from somebody else, right? Yeah, exactly. He doesn't exactly. care. It doesn't matter how wild it gets. The GOP is going to give Donald Trump a pass, and he's doing his damnedest to make them all sit at their houses and just go, fuck. Yeah. Holy yeah. shit. Like, <laughs> fuck. Why don't, I, don't I gotta get on this it. train. <laughs> like, it's, it's, it's a, like getting it's a one terrible gamble, though. Exactly. It's a terrible gamble. It's like, it's, uh, like it's, it's a gamble that pays off as long as they get to live in their bubble. As it's long like as that. they stay in their, as long as they stay in their little nose bubble, they can get away with it. You know, yeah. I mean, you listen to what's going on right now, and they, it's like, you know, the autonomy's fine. We'll be fine. Twenty-eight percent unemployment's no big deal. You know, yeah. we'll get over that. In a, you know, that that's not a big deal. Yeah. <laughs> you know, the the, the the pandemic is not a big deal. We can just yeah, reopen. We'll, and yeah, we'll there's no big it. deal. The the death rates we had on a thousand deaths and there's gonna be a second or third wave, but that's no you know, it's just yeah. no biggie. Exactly. <laughs> they, they basically tied themselves <clears throat> or at least the the train that's being led by Thomas the train tank engine if he didn't mess. <laughs> <laughs> um it's pretty much where we're at, like seriously. And it's gotten even worse in the last couple of days and it's gonna get much worse, but it's you know, uh, it's been a fucking tw it's been twenty twenty, right? I'm surprised and, it's I mean, we're at like a fever pitch right now. I'm surprised I mean we got here intact like this you know because it's been pretty shitty for the last three yeah, and a half years four how, years so how intact <laughs> are we really if the president of the united states 
is going after fucking Twitter in the middle of a pandemic while cities burn. Right? Yeah. Right. So, cities are burning. Oh, and he pulled out of the World Health Organization today. He pulled out of World Health Organization? <laughs> in the middle of a pandemic, in the in, middle of many of, you know. Just, in the middle of the United States, we are, we are two assassinations short of 1968. I would yeah. I would hazard to even argue that 2020 is worse than 1926 or excuse me 1968 because we have a pandemic and our cities are burning yep. because motherfucking cops can't do their jobs right. Yeah. And, we and have- because we haven't yet to address the problem of of racism effectively in this country. Um and I think I was talking to Ryan um before this and man despite all of the chaos and the craziness, I don't know why, but I have this sense of hope. And I'm, I'm drawing, I think, a lot of my hope from the past. And at every juncture um, in American history where there was um, a, a big problem and uh, an uprising or a revolution or you know, riots, change happened um, because people got fed up and they got active. I mean, no the matter French what. Revolution. So, yes. This is what the, I should, just to give you guys a little bit of background. And by the way, there are cops who do their jobs. I'm related to most Absolutely. of them. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Are most, cops. I will even go say most of them do their jobs. The just, vast majority. I agree. But there, yes. there, there's two times, types of cops. Cops who want to make a difference and types that mm-hmm. want power. The ones yeah. that want power, fuck them. Those are the guys that accidentally kill people because they want to put somebody sure. down. And it's doubled if they're a fucking mm-hmm. white supremacist. Um, it's, it's, it's much, much worse. And so what we're talking about is an incident that happened in Minneapolis. Um, an individual, um, by the name of George Floyd was detained by police. It came out today that there were three of them on him. There were four cops. One of them stood and watched while the other cop officer, uh, or ex officer, fuck him, Derek Shaven had mm. his knee pressed down on this man's neck. Yeah. He wasn't fighting and resisting her rest. He was literally resisting death and the fact that they won were arrested almost immediately because they could have detained them they weren't charged almost immediately because they could have there's plenty of tape there's tape from behind they can charge the other two cops that were with shaven because they charged him with third degree murder today mm-hmm. as well as manslaughter but they can tr- hopefully they'll charge the other cop who just stood there and watched with negligence he literally yeah. took that man's pulse and said there's i don't feel nothing and then just left them down there for three more minutes. They did not administer care. That to me shows intent to kill. So you could maybe argue second, uh, the second degree murder, but that's going to be a tougher case to sell. Sure. Um, and that's the, we'll talk about the case first, but I, because I really want to get into race in America because yeah, yeah, yeah. that is, it, it's, it's really burning on me. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. The um, case itself. Um, you, you laid that out. Great. I think two things. One, if you are black or let's say non-white in this country, specifically black though, um, what played out was, was horrific for everyone to see. Um, mm-hmm. But unfortunately, um, it was not a surprise to, to us. Um, that is my reality um, in America. And, you know, you can say that so often and I think people might think it's, you know, a little bit exaggerated or, perhaps hyperbolic, but it's, it's real. Um, and to see that on TV with, you know, Ahmaud Aubrey a few weeks ago, Breonna Taylor um, a few weeks ago, Less than a month. all these, yeah, Less than a fucking the month. slew of other 
mm-hmm. um, black lives that have been taken away. I mean, it's, it's overwhelming, but it's not new. Um, there's just cameras now. And I think, again, the silver lining to all of this is that people are witnessing what we've been enduring. Um, and I think that um, with the help and alliances of my you know, fellow Americans who are not black, um, it, it's becoming apparent that we're not gonna be in this fight alone much longer. Um, because people are are taking notice, and I think that that's important. This case, though, and I'll, I'll let someone else talk. Um, the report came out today from the autopsy, um, and it's like he, said he had like some kind of heart failure. Yeah, like no yeah. evidence of asphyxiation, and they're trying to say like he could have died from maybe some intoxication. Oh, no, that's yeah. because <laughs> asphyxiation would be your trachea. It, I yeah. don't think it would count your carotid artery. Mm-hmm. Off. Yeah, they said it was because I think, of a, a heart it's, it's one of, Yeah, like it's one of those kind of things where it's like, like people, people like to get lost in the medical jargon about yeah. this shit like that when, no, the dude died because some someone had a knee pressed up against his jugular. Yeah. And, 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 and killed him. Exactly. So don't, and, and, don't, don't and, bullshit and, me with that. And, yeah. and this is what frustrates me about a lot of the the people is like, they're like, can people come out and say, oh, well, the cops weren't racist. You don't know that that cop was racist. And like, I don't need the cop to be racist for that to be wrong. Yeah. You know, I don't need the cop to wake up and say, I want to kill a black person for him, to, for that situation to be wrong. You shouldn't put, a, you, a, you have a suspect in your care. That is wrong under any circumstances. Like, yeah. th- th- there shouldn't be any discussion here about where, why, whether or not it's, Okay. okay or whether or not it was justified or sure. like th- there's just no justification for this under any justification and it's frustrating watching people try and defend this uh you know or, or any of these shootings just watching yeah. these very weak defenses about oh how it was justified you know the kid was running away so therefore he must be up to something <laughs> yeah, i have therefore, therefore have a right to chase him down and <laughs> surround him with guns and shoot him that's yeah. just, you know shit like Repeated. that like <laughs> that's that's not police work that's not what they're trained <sighs> to do i, I have that, never yeah. known one of my family members has never come home and said oh yeah no they totally <laughs> trained us to shoot somebody five times and then strangled them to death mm, yeah that's yeah. the whole point of police work is to kill everybody yeah that's that's exactly that's no, it's never right there is the basis and the core of white supremacy like the idea that mm-hmm. it is my right as a white person to defend my safety and if i feel like my life is in danger um i have the right to take your life away that's it period that's full stop Point so blank. when you see and, those and that that goes outside of white supremacy because it's yes. it, it is something that's ingrained in people you know mm-hmm. people they don't look at other being, people as human beings no, they're they very quick to say that you're not one of mine so therefore i'm willing to kill you or at least lessen your life, you know, value your life less than mine. And if there's a very obvious way of telling you the difference between us, well, I'm just going to use that even more. You know, mm-hmm. it, you know, it's not, you know, it's, it, it just, you know, it, it, part of it is human nature. Like we have the nature of being in group, out group, you know, you know, it's just sure. part of being human condition is, you know, everybody is, has bigotry and bias about something. Sure. But 
to allow that to rule your life and to let that make decisions for you. I, I just don't understand how people allow that to warp their logic and just because let justified. themselves go off and justify. It's like, no, it's, it, it's it lets themselves the turn off empathy is what it does. They, they, yeah. they lets them turn like, you can't let your, you can't let that just override empathy. You have to empathize with people. I think sure. that's what's missing with a lot of these people. There's just no empathy involved. Empathy is in, in that empathy. Isn't something they're trying to get right. Like, uh, DeMarcus, something you said stuck out to me. You said, you know, all of a sudden we've got cell phones and people are seeing videos, but mm -hmm. that's not fucking true, right? Because we had cameras in 1963, 1963 when the mm -hmm. Birmingham uh, marches happened and they were spraying true. kids and shit. That's what yeah. changed the whole whole. That changed the narrative. Wars. And yeah. don't 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 get it right because we. I mean, we. Not each other. We done did real yeah. fucked up since then. Yeah. So it's not a, a justification, but what I'm trying to say is this material is out there. You could have been watching it for years. So right. it is a next level of white privilege to be able to say, well, you know, yes. I didn't educate myself. So who, right? They, it is willful ignorance. And it is yeah. just 100%. as bad mm -hmm. 100%. as being bigoted. Exactly. Because, you can't be neutral. Bad. You can't be neutral. Um, during situations of oppression because you aid the oppressor. And I think for a lot of black people um, in particular, um, you know, we've been saying this for, mm. for decades, for <laughs> centuries. Um, and At least people, 400 years. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think in the modern era, um, when we've had progress, there has been progress. Like, I won't deny that. You know, we've gotten to a point where, you know, we understand that we do have rights. Um, we're not necessarily afforded them um, like everyone else, but we do have them. And I think me growing up in a very diverse um, neighborhood uh, with, with a lot of friends, being a military brat, like, you know, I got to see what it was like just to be like cool with everybody. Right. Mm -hmm. um, you almost forget that you're different. Um, and people who grow up, white people, who grow up around that kind of diversity, um, don't realize that, you know, you still are sort of living the reality of being Black in America. And so it's hard for them to fathom that it's not 1968, but I'm still dealing with those same, same types of things. And I think there's this... Yeah, there's this yeah. human reaction. I, I will say it's a human reaction, but I think particularly in, in, in white people um, to be in disbelief of, of racism. And so, uh, because it, it almost like- Because they don't see attacks it. Attacks you. Yeah. They don't and see it. it. And I can, and well, I, can yeah. I grew up in a zero diversity. I grew, everybody was white. Yeah. Like Lily, mm -hmm. white, hillbilly, Republicans. I hate it. <laughs> <laughs> I, grew up, dude. I, I mean, you know, I'm not gonna say I didn't have a good childhood, but outside of like the socially, it's not this, the shit that I, I know that I learned, I had to basically unlearn yeah. because it, of the upbringing. And that's what it is. And that, at the at the end of the day, that's what it is, is ingrained bigotry. And it is passed down because my mother and my father were raised the same yeah. way. And yeah, but, own, but, but, the, but you say it's, it's, it's funny, as you point out, like it's an ingrained bigotry. They don't see it as racism. Like it, exactly. it's like you have like to be racist, you have to meet a very specific criteria, which usually involves like 
actively attending clan meetings. Yeah. You know, act, actually saying the N word on regular yeah. conversation. Like those are the extent of racism. And it's like, no, white privilege isn't talking about you necessarily having it better or making your life easier. You know, white privilege is looking at, you know, the systematic of what's going on and saying, this is a problem systematically. It, it, it's, it's nothing personal. That's yeah. what I try and get across to people. Like, it's nothing personal to say, you know, white privilege, you have privilege, I have privilege. Everybody has privilege to some degree. Yeah. You know, was, if they want to bring yeah. a point in to say, oh, well, black people, and I've heard this before, black people in America are more privileged than black people in Africa. Well, okay. Fine. You want to say Who that? I would say that. I've heard oh, it I've a, heard lot. That. a lot. I've heard a that lot. Too. A lot. A lot. A lot. As a, as a you to... should, kind of as a you should be grateful kind of thing. Oh, I have heard some <laughs> shit, but I had not heard that. Oh God, you. We should mm. be grateful. Tommy Lauren. <laughs> Tommy Lauren. She is the, yeah. the perfect person. I cannot ever. stand Hitler. You yeah. Barbie. It's like exactly. Exactly. <laughs> that's her. That's her biggest defense, though. It's like, hey, uh, why are you protesting? If you hate America so much, you're making nineteen million dollars. You know, Colin, Colin Kaepernick. Exactly. Like, how the hell are you? How the hell are you protesting? We gave you that opportunity in America. So how can you? You know, that's her. It doesn't work that way. <laughs> no, it's like, oh, okay. You know, why are you bitching about liberals when there's poor, starving kids in China? You know, shut the fuck up. This is a stupid. Yeah. Secular. You know, we're talking about a specific problem that's in this country that is a real problem that keeps persisting itself throughout. And I, I mean, I mean, I don't know what can really be done about it. At the end of the day, you know, how do you stop raising our kids like that? And we get diverse, you know, more like, well, culturally have, diverse where we can. And as far as Lauren is concerned, yeah. I, I don't give a fuck what she says. I'm not like <laughs> convinced. Dude, I'm pretty sure yeah. she goes to bed with Triumph of the Will playing in the background. So she's had bigotry and, and hate. And for all of you who don't know, Triumph of the Will is a Lenny Riefenstahl film that came out in 1937. <clears throat> she's obviously German and made this huge documentary about the Third Reich. So that is what Hitler Youth Barbie watches when she goes to sleep. <laughs> I don't doubt it. Um, <laughs> So on the on the notion of how do we how do we fix it or how do we move forward or how do we get better at it? So I try to put it in context because like you said, everyone has privilege to some degree. So I'm I'm a male. I'm I'm a black male, but I am a male and inherently in this society, uh, males have have privilege. Um, and it's nothing to be ashamed of, but it's something to be aware of and to acknowledge. And the reason why you acknowledge it is because you can better inform your actions and decisions based on that knowledge that mm -hmm. I have certain advantages, which that's all privileges. It's built in advantages that you didn't earn. Uh, it's inherently given to you by society and the system, uh, the society that you live in um, gives special treatment to whatever category you fall into. So that's, as a, as a man, I may be gay, I may be black, uh, but I'm still benefiting from the privilege of being a man in America. And so how does that, how does that work? Well, I am able to um, better manage my relationships with people who are not men, women, uh, or trans or whatever, uh, people in this country who, you know, I need to think about 
aren't benefiting from the from the privileges that I have. And so that's that's really how you relate. And so when it comes to white privilege, um, I think people get offended by it because they think of money for some reason. They think of, oh, I'm poor or something like that. It's not about poor. Um, that's related. It's a branch off of privilege, but but it's about the advantages that you have. If I'm a rich, if I'm a rich black man, if I'm a rich billionaire and you're a poor white person, a poor white man, and we both walk into the street, um, nobody knows our title, nobody knows who we are, um, and, I, and someone yells, he stole something, and it's the two of us standing next to each other, who do you think is gonna get most likely profiled for stealing something? We all know the answer to that, the black yeah. guy, right? So that is the privilege of being a white person. Doesn't have anything to do with your income, doesn't have anything to do with anything else. Because of that privilege though, you are granted opportunities that other people may not have and thus your status in society um, is, is better um, because you're afforded those opportunities for things like justice in this country. People, white people view police in a completely different way uh, than, than black people do. Because they don't um, know I, the experience. They don't exactly. know the they experience. don't care to it, learn. It's the it's difference a, between guilty until proven innocent and innocent until proven guilty. White people are innocent exactly. until they're proven guilty. Black people are guilty until they're proven innocent. Exactly. It's a privilege in this country to think that, you know, wow, the police are going to keep me safe. That is not the, the reality for, for black people in this country. And I think that's a fundamental difference in our justice system, because if you inherently think that the police are gonna protect you, um, your whole world is, is different. Um, and I think people have to recognize that. And I think they, they finally are starting to do so. I'm not, uh, I'm not blowing smoke. I think people are starting to get it. Today was different. <laughs> yeah. You are not different. the only one that has said that. And you have and even my brother who's all of 15 has is calling me and telling me stuff and I think that's mostly cuz he picks up shit from listening to me and Ryan and our other buddy. Uh, <laughs> I think we've actually helped him which is probably awful for the city that I grew up in, but you know, see here for that. Yeah. Creating another liberal democrats. What I'm here for. Anyways. <laughs> yeah, minds of the future. But you know, it's this whole different innocent it's just it's been a lot and you're right there's been a lot of change it's something yeah. that feels different it's everywhere and it's mm -hmm. not just black and white crowds it is a mixture of people people are becoming more and more allies because people have been more and more getting involved because of all the shit in the country and we have to so now we're getting involved in everything yeah right? and it's again going back to the civil rights movement you saw a lot more white participation after, after the children's the videos. march, and people mm. saw it. You see a lot more white people, a lot more people within churches. In you know, I believe it was either a preacher or a rabbi who was killed. Um, yeah, around the time of Selma. So you see a lot more community, and that those videos they help, right? But they racism do. has yeah. been such an issue in this country if we do not i mean really seriously if we don't they need to like have mandatory empathy 
Uh, <laughs> if you refuse to go, we I should wish that were possible. Okay, let's throw you in jail. That's how we like to leave, leave people in this country, right? <laughs> Which is obviously ridiculous. That's another topic. Completely different topic. But no, seriously, 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 seriously. I know where I come from, and I know what I saw when I grew up, and I willingly chose not to live a life like that. I, I, I never met somebody I don't like um, until they've talked to me for a while. Then I decide to not like them. <laughs> <laughs> I don't judge you up front. I judge you on the content of, of of your character, not on what the fuck you look like. I don't give a shit. Sure. Um, There's psychology to that, though, right? Exactly. Um, with with um, racism, like you're mentioning, you you said I willingly chose not to, and I think it's because you are independent and you're able to do that. I remember um, I question Marine- everything. I question everything. everything. I remember though um, in the Marine Corps, there's like. People have group think. Um, when you get a group of guys, I think maybe outside of the Marine Corps too, when you get a group of guys together, there's a way that guys interact in a group and a way that guys interact one-on-one. Um, and I think um, when you have a big group think mentality like we do here in America, I think And police racism, officers. <laughs> yes. I think racism kind of gets fostered in those mentalities but when you meet people one-on-one um it's different you know um the the most unlikely pairings can happen and so perhaps we've been approaching it um in in ways that you know we're trying to address a group mentality and maybe it's you know more intimate uh interactions that need to be had well, I'm glad you brought up that because um, it was something that I was thinking about too, um, especially with regards to police officers. Going back to the, my military training, and one of the things they always said is, you know, you train how you fight. You how how you go about and conduct your training is how you're going to go about and conduct your jobs. And when we look, and I, I really question when we look at the training we give police officers, we're training them to evaluate threats all the time. We're training them on shoot, no shoot scenarios. We're training them on all these different scenarios and range time on how and when to use the gun and not everything else on how to approach situations so you don't need to use the gun. Exactly. You yeah. know, that's a big challenge. So that's start one of the ways you can start institute, you know, institution, uh, changing institutional change you know doing something i I hate to say this um because you know i'm usually pro-union but the police unions are getting to a point where their political influence is starting to really be a problem um you know when they start becoming a mouthpiece that creates more angst and anxiety and doesn't soothe the community, they aren't doing a public service anymore. They're no sure. longer a public service union. You know, that's the, that's what these are. These are public service unions and, if you, and you're causing more divisiveness. I mean, I can think back to um, the case here in Houston recently where we had uh, a no knock warrant came. There was a no knock warrant. Uh, it was a white, father and son they defended themselves in the house because the police came in killed two mm-hmm. officers they themselves died turned out the officer who got the warrant lied about the whole thing turned it a whole thing where he lied about a whole bunch of cases and it became a big scandal and the police union was out there yelling and trying to say we wanted to get lists of everybody who speaks out about this on social media and track them and tired about uh getting police officers uh you know of being a target on their back and it's like you know you're 
that you have someone who's doing obvious wrong yeah. and you're still defending him yeah. publicly. You know, yeah. what you do in those situations, PR 101 is we're going to, we're going to support the rights of our, uh, uh, you know, members no make sure that they is. have due diligence and that the, they get the legal rights afforded to them. Some, some perfunctory statement, keep it short, simple to the point and step away from it. You know, you don't yeah. need to insert yourself into a, some sort of stupid political uh, mouthpiece when it's not needed. All you're, you're doing is just flaming the fuel, the fire, and it, it's, True. it's doing a disservice to what's supposed to be a public service union. Um, I, so agree. I got my little soapbox there. No, no, <laughs> I agree with you. <laughs> I think um, also to your point about the training and, and whatnot, I think it even goes back a step further. Um, I, I read an article recently about white supremacists sort of infiltrating the police, mm-hmm. um, and it's been out for a while i think back in 2006 they published a report and the fbi has been monitoring but um i'm not sure how it's been being addressed but if you at the base and at the core have white supremacists um infiltrating the police forces around the country um that right there no amount of training or empathy or sensitivity anything is gonna is gonna stop that and i think that's the the problem Uh, the depth of the problem that we face in the country um, when we're talking about these police shootings, when we're talking about the guy who literally just kneeled on, (laughs) on (laughs) like, I don't, I like, there's no amount of training um, that's going to stop that. So um, to me, I think we have to call a spade a spade in this country um, and really start looking at that stuff. And I, I, I think part of growth and part of acknowledging the past and healing that wound is really like doing the hard work of admitting that there is a problem. Um, And I don't know if people are quite ready to do that yet. Um, Admitting that, dude, we've got white supremacists and we've allowed them to thrive in this country. We turned a blind eye. They've been invigorated. We turned a blind eye because it wasn't affecting our communities or it wasn't affecting me personally and so uh it's just a fringe the kkk they're done whatever like there's the, no the kkk no is threat. closer than people fucking think let me tell yes. you what. i mm-hmm. have family they members just renamed. <laughs> they just yeah. renamed no shit hey, we like, they're the alt right now this is yeah. what do you think the alt right is it's, they're, they're, it's exactly. the, um, do we have to remind everybody about the unite the right rally in unite charleston right. and what yeah. that was about yeah no definitely haven't forgotten that one that was that was here <clears throat> and you it's know all, it's all coming like to a head and i think the the reconciliation um of of these things that we don't want um that are anti-american that are anti-human rights that are anti everything we stand for um is going to take more than just people um calling it out on twitter and a hashtag um it's going to take people actually standing up and 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 joining arms um, and embracing this and making it about um, you know hey it's not that this is happening to black people it's happening to our people it's like happening that's to how Americans. it's happened to Americans and that's how we have to um, approach the situation it's no longer oh my gosh wow I'm so sorry this is happening to black people like no 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 <laughs> you need to jump in the fire with us and you need to 
um, be a part of this. If you want to see the change, um, we're telling you this is the fight. I'm going to stand up. I'm going to fight because no one's enslaving me. Um, if you want to join and help out, great. Like, don't stand on, on the sidelines. And I, that's one of the reasons why I love Beto O'Rourke um, because he actually, um, he actually, he takes no shit. He takes no shit and he, and he gets out there and he calls it out. And I, I don't know, I'm in awe of him constantly. Just, you know, he's the leader we deserve. Yeah. Fuck yeah, he is. And I think, I think the, <laughs> this is a good, a good place to kind of like bring everything together and end out on what it means to be an ally. An ally is not somebody who says, oh my God, that's awful on Twitter. Yeah. An ally is somebody who gets out there and <laughs> yeah. fucking does yeah. something about it. You, you join these protests. You do shit like this where you're vocally yes. saying something like, and we're, you know, we've been at this almost a year. In the beginning, I thought felt like we were shouting at walls and we're not anymore. And I'm, we want to use this platform and everybody should use that. It's more than just fucking Twitter and Facebook yeah. Yeah. and Instagram. Retweeting a video isn't going to bring that man back. And as much as we say we're on that precipice and I hope to God this is the last one, it won't be, but I hope no, to God be. it is. <laughs> right? Every it, every day is a step closer. It, it will never not be the last one. I mean, it's we're you, be dealing with this forever, unfortunately. You've got to get out there and help people. Yeah. You can't just sit on the sidelines. There's no sidelines anymore. Fuck it. We're all in the game because people are dying. And just like Demarcus said, Americans are dying, and that is more than a reason to get out and mm -hmm. say something. Because if it was your fucking family, you'd want them by you, and they're your neighbors. Plain as that. It doesn't matter where you are from. I grew up with only white people but the people in hampton were still my neighbors right it's a community because we're fucking american mm -hmm. right? absolutely stop seeing things just, ima just imagine um and, and I, I know you're wrapping up but just imagine had the person on the ground been 18 year old molly sue from from wisconsin she wouldn't have been on know. the ground <laughs> Look at the yeah. mass shooters they arrest. They arrest them standing yeah. up with yeah. handcuffs. She would have been on the ground. Can you even imagine something like that? So the fact that we can't um, is enough of a reason to say, hmm, something's wrong because if we're all supposed to be equals here, then why, why is that not the case? And how much outrage would there be um, and demanding for justice if, if a black cop uh, put his knee on, on the neck of a, of a white woman um, on the ground and man. killed her or a white man mm -hmm. and killed them. How, how quickly would that person be arrested? Oh, he'd have been um, in jail <laughs> before he got back to the oh, station. Yeah. I'd just been like, here you go. Yeah, we got you ready. It wouldn't have been four days. <laughs> it wouldn't have yeah. been four days and they would have had charges on him by Which the Which is still night. relatively fast for charging a police officer. I mean, it, it's very fast. I mean, it's I, I, fast. it sucks that it takes that four, yeah. I'm congratulating saying four days is fast, but still yeah. fast it took uh uh what was his name uh, botham gene uh 30 days yeah it was like a clear case of you killed a guy in cold blood you know yeah. you don't get to in see his it. apartment in, in his, his own apartment home. exactly yeah. <laughs> you and walked in shot him i i get it Jesus it was an accident Christ. but you don't get to get away with that <laughs> no. no and Again, Demarcus, thank you so much for coming on the show and hanging thank out. We you always, so much, I, yeah. Obviously, as this stuff continues, we're going to have you back on in the next couple of months just because, you know, it's fucking fun to ch check in with you and, and get into these topics. And for those of you who are listening and or watching at home, um, 
remember that it's more, it means more to be an ally than, than being outraged. It takes action and this is not going to stop. You have to keep on getting out. You have to keep on volunteering. Mm -hmm. You have to keep on looking ahead to better days. Mm -hmm.